Welcome to the Kingdom Conversation Podcast, where we are transforming ordinary minds into a kingdom mindset. My name is Quentin Jones, and I am your host of this podcast. Um, as always, I would love to hear from you about how this podcast is helping you, um, how it's challenging you, how it's bringing enlightenment and wisdom and, and understanding your way. Um, and you can contact me by visiting our website, alcnewalbany.com. You will see on the page there is a section called podcast and there is a opportunity to send me a email. I love all the feedback that I have been receiving. It's always good to know that you are sharpening and encouraging another person in the body of Christ. I want to talk to you today about the tentacles of destiny. I think the word tentacles there, right, is a little bit weird. You know, it, it makes me think of a octopus or a squid, if you will. But I want to look at it. Um, I want you to take this journey with me to look at it from another perspective. I want you to look at it as what the tentacles are connected to. And that's why this is called the tentacles of destiny. You know, in our church right now, it's been going so amazing. God is breathing on it and we are really helping people. We're ministering the gospel um, and we are seeing people's lives um, saved, healed and delivered. We have a church member um, um, who has been with us from the very beginning and we have a, a couple of those. But this one individual I want to highlight on today's podcast because her story is so amazing and it really goes along with the title of this podcast. And so um, she has been a great blessing to our church. Um, she's been really vocal about God um, and she um, continues to invite people to church. Um, she doesn't stop that. She is um, uh, operating in a marketplace ministry at her job. And recently she just was supernaturally delivered from nicotine and she has not touched cigarettes at all. Come on, somebody. That is worth the celebration right there. And God is just completely wrecking her life. That's the story I want to tell you. But let me give you this story on the other side that she shared with me. You know, before we launched our ministry back in March of 2023, the question that I continue to battle was, is March the right month? You know, in the natural, we were getting ready to have a child. You know, there was a lot going on at my job. We didn't have a building, you know, in the city yet. And there was all of these justified reasons, if you will, as to why we should not start in March. And there was something in my spirit that I just couldn't shake that. No, we have to start in March. We have to start in March. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to do it. But one thing for sure is we are going to do it. And it's happening. It's happening. And so, you know, by the Lord's leading, we picked the date of March the 12th. And we have been going um, uh, just a little now. Over 90 days, we have been doing ministry on midweeks and on Sundays. And lives are being changed. What's significant about that story as to why I weave that in here today is because this individual, Kathy, before she came to our church, she, she shared a testimony um, about how her life was miserable. She was angry. She was hostile. No one really knew because she didn't really share too much that she had recently, just about two years ago, lost her daughter to, you know, drug addiction. And 
she was so far gone in terms of just throwing in the towel. She had made up her mind. She even wrote a letter and she had it all planned out. She was going to commit suicide. She was going to take her own life because she was completely done with life. She was completely done with living and she had it all planned out. She had, she, she had it all planned out. She knew exactly when it was going to happen and how it was going to happen. And as I mentioned, with all of these things that were going on in my own personal life and my family's life and everything that was going on, you know, it, it, it didn't make any sense for us to start on March the 12th. But I knew in my spirit that we were supposed to. We have to start March the 12th, Pastor. If I change the date now, I will always find a reason why we can't do it, we shouldn't do it, and why we need to wait. And praise God, this woman of God, Kathy, who came to our church and has been connected with us since we started, her life has flipped upside down. And we recently just had a outreach where we were able to reach and minister to about 150 people, had 27 salvations that day. And she got up and testified about what God has done through her life, about who she was and now who she is in Christ. Hallelujah. You say, why? Like what? Uh, Quentin, why, why are you bringing this up? It's because our obedience to the will of God had someone else connected to it and who also benefited from it. That's why the title of today's podcast is The Tentacles of Destiny. I want to look at our main verse today. So maybe you're you're listening today. That's all right. Just give me your ear. Maybe you're working out in the gym. That's okay too. Or hey, maybe you're sitting down um, on your couch right now. Uh, I want you to grab your Bible and look at a couple of verses with me. And let's really dive just a little bit deeper into the tentacles of destiny. Because there are people who are attached to your destiny. In Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 25, it's one of the most famous verses in the Bibles. It's certainly one of my favorites. I feel like I say that every week, but mind your business though, I'm the one that has the microphone, so it's all right. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, it says, but about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and they were singing hymns of praise to God and the prisoners were listening to them and suddenly say suddenly. And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. Did you catch what happened in verse 26? All the doors were open and all chains, everyone's chains were unfastened. It doesn't say a few doors and chains were open and unfastened. It doesn't say, uh, you know, those who were chosen or those who were good and those who were, you know, they were just lovable people or it doesn't even say some. It says all the doors were open. The action of Paul and Silas, listen, the action of Paul and Silas brought freedom to everyone in that prison. The praise of two people set everyone else free. There are people who are attached to your destiny and, th and, and that is because you and I must be obedient, but there's also a consequence if we live a life of disobedience. Our obedience and disobedience, there are people who are attached to your destiny. Kathy 
just got up, like I said, in the recent outreach and testified such an amazing testimony that the people were moved. And you would not know this by looking at her, but God is wrecking her life. People are noticing at her job what is happening with you. And she's telling everyone, I met a man named Jesus and I can't believe I never met him before this stage in my life. I wish I would have met him earlier, but now is the best time for my life and she will never be the same. I can't take credit for that because it's God is the one who gets the increase. But here's what I can tell you. If there was ever any reason why we started on March the 12th, it was because of her. Our obedience to do what the Lord has told us to do, to, to start when the Lord told us to start, a person who was literally about to take their own life. Well, here we are. We showed up in New Albany, Indiana, preached the gospel, loved on people, and her life was forever changed. If we would have waited just one more month, she would not be here today. I really believe that, and she even says that uh, as well. There's three things that I want to leave to you just as we, um, you know, encourage you about this today, about the tentacles of destiny. Here's the three. Be where you're supposed to be. Do what you're supposed to do and say what you're supposed to say. I want you to say these three with me. Be where you're supposed to be. Do what you're supposed to do and say what you are supposed to say. Let's talk about the first one first about be where you are supposed to be. Here's the interesting thing about Acts chapter 16. It highlights that it was Paul and Silas who were singing praises and hymns about midnight. But here is the thing. Do you know that it wasn't supposed to be Paul and Silas? It was supposed to be Paul and Barnabas. In Acts chapter 15, if you go back and look at verse 37, uh, it begins to talk about how Barnabas wanted to take John, who was also called Mark. But Paul was like, no, nah, bro. That man left us. He deserted us. We were supposed to do the work of heaven. He knew what he was supposed to do, but he got mad. He got upset. He got in his feelings and he said, I, and, and so he says, I'm not going with y'all anymore. So he left Paul. And so now Barnabas wants to give John Mark another chance. Paul said, nope, nope. He had his chance. He's not coming with us. And the Bible says that there was a sharp disagreement between the two. And here is the result of the disagreement. The result was Barnabas chose that he took Mark with him and he went to Cyprus in verse 40. But Paul chose Silas and they left from there and they went to do the work of the Lord. Acts 16 says Paul and Silas were in the prison, but it was always supposed to be Paul and Barnabas. This is why I'm telling you, be where you are supposed to be. Fellowshipping with the wrong people will cause you to miss miracles. Can you imagine Barnabas? He's with John Mark and he's doing, you know, and it doesn't mean that, you know, Barnabas wasn't doing 
the Lord's work either, but I'm just calling this out. Can you imagine Barnabas hearing the testimony that Paul and Silas were literally in a locked prison door. They were singing praises unto God and literally the foundation of the prison shook like a great earthquake and all of the doors opened up and people were set free. Can you imagine that you're Barnabas and you're over here doing this and then the, the word comes to you? Hey, did you hear what happened to Paul and Silas? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine what he was probably thinking? Knowing that he was supposed to be there. But a disagreement came up. Listen to me. Wherever the Lord told you to go, then go. <laughs> Wherever the Lord told you to go, then go. I'm telling you. Be where you are supposed to be. The Lord told me, you are called to New Albany, Indiana. Therefore, no man can talk me out of it and no man can talk me into it. I know where I'm supposed to be because that's what the Lord told me to do. And I'm encouraging you to do the same. Number one is be where you are supposed to be. Here's number two, do what you are supposed to do. It's interesting because when you start to read Acts chapter 16, there in verse 1, in verse 3, it says that Paul discovered a young man named Timothy. That's interesting because Timothy would become his young pupil and he would be, be later established as a pastor. And it was one of Paul's most trusted people that he's ever encountered. In verse 5, it says that Paul and Silas were went around to churches and they strengthened the churches in faith and that the number was increasing daily. In verse 10, it says that, that they received a vision and they knew that they were supposed to go to Macedonia because God called them there to go preach the gospel. Then in verse 14, they came across a, a woman named Lydia who her whole household was saved all because Paul and Silas was doing what they were supposed to do. Then in verse 19, um, there was a, a slave girl who was um, demon possessed, but she was under the rulership of the town. And when Paul and Silas got annoyed that this woman was following them, they casted the demon out. The townspeople got mad. And that's where we find that Paul and Silas were thrown in prison because they casted out a demon possessed girl who was where the people were profiting, giving false um, visions, uh, if you will, or what the Bible says, a divination. Timothy was discovered. Churches were strengthened. God was called, uh, God called them to Macedonia to preach the gospel. Lydia and her family were saved and a slave girl was set free. I'm telling you to do what you are supposed to do. You are doing the Lord's work when his kingdom is being advanced, not your agenda. When it's the Lord's work, he's the only one that gets to glory. I love the call out that the Lord told them to go to Macedonia. They didn't just come and say, hey, I guess we're going to go to Macedonia. I'm telling you, go where the grace of God has told you to go and be fearful to not be in a place where you are not supposed to be and operating a position that you are not supposed to operate in. If I was not called to pastor, I would not be pastoring right now. Why? Because the grace of God came upon me to step into this position. Don't do what you're not graced for. Don't do what you're not supposed to do. But on the other side, whatever the Lord has told you to do, you need to do it. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. The Lord told me 
when when I was writing out the vision and our mission for our church, Abundant Life Church in New Albany, he said, advance the kingdom, bring the fire, and build an army. That's what he told me to do. It was those three words repeated in my spirit as I was drunk in the spirit. Advance the kingdom, bring the fire, build an army. Advance the kingdom, bring the fire, and build an army. And everything that we do in the ministry, I can attach to those three things right there. Advance the kingdom, bring the fire, and build an army. Do what you are supposed to do. Paul and Silas went around at the beginning of Acts chapter 16 and look at all of the great things that they did. The churches were strengthened because of their obedience to what God said. What has the Lord told you to do that you haven't done yet? What are you so afraid of? Hallelujah. And here's point number three. Say what you are supposed to say. In 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 11, it says, whoever speaks... He should do it as one who speaks the utterances of God. And whoever serves is to do as the one who is serving by the strength which God supplies. So that way God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2, it says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instructions. I know so many people who quote this verse, but they, to me, miss the most important aspect. Everyone says, well, you know, the Bible says be ready in season and out of season. And that's the reason why people like to stay ready, which, by the way, if you are a minister of the gospel, you should always be ready. But what was the first three words of 2 Timothy chapter 4? Preach the word. Preach the the word when i say say what you are supposed to say that means say what god says and leave your stinking opinion out of it we don't need any more fear contaminated opinionated culture rich self-theology sermons or or motivational speakers who who, who have a a uh, people gathering unto them they have a social platform and that's what they do it's literally full of your opinion no man say what god told you to say that's the whole point if someone's going to speak then speak what god told you to say i don't speak of myself i don't represent myself i don't represent black people i don't represent white people i represent the kingdom of god that's the only thing i represent it's mind-boggling to me. People want to reinvent the wheel. But when you look at the Bible, the disciples and apostles, they preach what Jesus preached, and they had great success. I'm fired up right now. Leave your stinking opinion out of God's word. I told my church all the time, you didn't come here for me. You came here because we allowed the Holy Spirit to run free. We preach the Holy Word of God. I still preach sanctification, consecration, uh, and, and purity, holiness. Preachers don't drink, smoke, and, and, you know, we're not clubbing with you. No, man, we are set apart. We're God's people. And for some reason, that's so rare. How is that so rare in these days? All the disciples and apostles, they preach what Jesus preached and had great success. If you want great success and whatever the Lord is telling you to say, then say what he is telling you to say. Don't add to it and don't take away from it. I've 
had to learn even before I started. I was delivered from the faces of people. You can shout me down, hallelujah. You can get up and do a praise stop, or you can look at me and not sing a single word. I'm going to preach the word. Preach the word. That's why you're ready in season and not in season. It's to preach the word. We have to leave our opinions out of it. Everything that's going on. Well, you know, uh, well, you know, let me just add my two cents. How about not? How about you keep your two pennies in your pocket? How about that? We don't want your two cents. And you don't want my two cents. Let me tell you what the Bible says. And this is what I stand on. This is what I believe. And I have more than one verse to back it up. Because if you hate me for what I'm saying, you don't really hate me. You hate Jesus. Because as Jesus said, they hated him first. Be where you are supposed to be. Do what you are supposed to do and say what you are supposed to say. I'm talking to you about the tentacles of destiny. There are people who are waiting for you to be where you're supposed to be, to do what you're supposed to do and say what you are supposed to say. You're there are people who are attached to your faithfulness, to his calling. What would happen? If we delayed, listen, listen, watch, watch, watch. What would happen if we delayed and the person that was supposed to be part of the body of Christ who, and, and they were supposed to be the catalyst that got their family saved, got their family changed and literally changed the legacy in the course of their family didn't happen because of our disobedience. I don't take that as if it's a weight on my shoulder, but I take the obedience of God that serious. If you understand what I'm saying, I take it that serious. If I would have walked in disobedience, this woman of God who was lighting her job on fire and is literally bringing people to the church in masses, she would be dead. She was attached to our destiny. There are souls in the balance. So be where you're supposed to be. Do what you are supposed to do and say what you are supposed to say. You don't know who is waiting for your obedience. And the worst case scenario, you don't know who missed the ship because you were not ready to set sail. Just stinking do it. I'm fired up right now. I, I, feel like, I feel like I could go another 25, 30 minutes, but I'm not going to. I'm just so honored that God would bring people to us who would trust in the Lord and we're watching their lives change. I've been a part of church for 17 years, but to but to do what we've been doing for the last 90 days and to watch families being restored, marriages literally coming back to life, to watch people who were being delivered from, from literal diseases and cancer and from nicotine. Come on, man. You can't you can't convince me of anything different. What an honor it is. And this final hour to be used to change the destiny of someone else's life. Will you do the same with me? Are you ready 
to be where you're supposed to be, do what you're supposed to do, and say what you are supposed to say. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As I said at the very beginning, I would love to hear from you any encouragement or you just sharing a testimony about how you are stepping out and what God is doing in your life. Visit our website, aocnewalbany.com. Go to the podcast section. Send me an email. I love um, to read your testimony because I want to rejoice with you. Thank you once again for joining the Kingdom Conversation podcast where we are transforming ordinary minds into a kingdom mindset. I call you blessed.